I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to So I Got You Thinking, your weekly Sex and the City podcast where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you are listening to Oscar de la Renta, Juno Dawson and French Fry, Dylan B. Jones. <laughs> Hi, Dylan. The French Fry, they're French. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, we'll get we'll get to that. At least there wasn't a flying fillet of fish this time at the TV. <laughs> That's who she just fucking loves the McDonald's. Does she does Gary. like McDonald's. I think she has. Yeah, this is the at least the second product time. placement. Yeah. Um, so episode... she she has milkshakes with burger. Oh, that's true. That's true. She hurls she hurls a Big Mac at Mr. Big. Mr. Big. <laughs> she loves a French fry with Petrovsky. Um, episode fourteen: the ick factor. Mm-hmm. I quite like this one. I did too. I yeah, having, did too. Said, having said that, we have a bit of a, a run of duds. This one is better than I remember it being, actually. It had a lot more, a lot more, quite a, a few significant moments. Yeah. I would say, again, Carrie's story is perhaps the least interesting <laughs> story they cover, perhaps. Um, Miranda and Samantha have much more to do this week. It's like we were saying last week or a couple of weeks ago, where it really does just seem like they've figured out that she's with Petrovsky and that Petrovsky's going to take her to Paris, but they haven't really Mm -hmm. thought about what's, like, in between those two things. (laughs) So it seems like they're just being like, we just need to, like, tide this over until he takes her to Paris. Um, And, yeah, not much. As a result, really not that much happens, apart from her passing out outside the opera house. But we can um, can get Mm -hmm. to that. I mean, Carrie, she is la femme... Avec les yeux lumineux. lumineux. <laughs> With, um, I don't know if you can tell, I do French on Duolingo, Dylan, um, from my beautiful pronunciation there. Duolipa. Um, yeah. <laughs> Duolipa. I would love a gentleman to sit at a piano and write for me an original composition with a French title. How would you feel about that? Um, I, I would I would be into it, to be honest. I was thinking, I was thinking this. And I was thinking, like, as much as I am like not would never do romantic justice gestures myself, because I'd just never be able to take it seriously. If someone did it to me, I think I actually would get into it, probably because of this fucking show. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm like Carrie with Petrovsky eating like a bowl of berries. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Before we get to the strawberries, yeah. um, Dylan, do you have une 
synopsis potted. Oh, yes. Potte, potted. So, Carrie, as we've just uh, touched on, Carrie and Petrovsky continue their Anna Karenina style um, (laughs) romance with crackling fires and handwritten poetry and pianos, um, much to the amusement of the other ladies. Um, and Carrie kind of reaches her limit with it, <laughs> um, as as have we. Um, Charlotte, not much for Charlotte this week. Um, Charlotte, the fucking from Charlotte and Charlotte and Harry have. Uh, so the theme of the episode is romance, isn't it? Which mm-hmm. is very fitting because this is uh, the day before Valentine's Day that you're listening to this now. If our calculations mm-hmm. are correct. Are correct. If yeah. they're not, Martin, um, you get it that bit out. <laughs> um, um, yes, yeah, so the theme is romance. So Harry takes Charlotte for a romantic dinner, but it ends in a uh, disaster. Um, Miranda and Steve get married, mm-hmm. um, which all happens very fast. Like I thought, I didn't realise all of this was in one episode. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, proposal and marriage happen in the space of 20 minutes. Um, and then really major stuff for Samantha. We get yes. to the beginning of Samantha's breast cancer storyline. Yeah. Okay, lots to cover. Let's dive right in with um, Carrie and Petrovsky. <sighs> like, <laughs> again, so, again, I'm trying to be mindful. Like, what, what would have happened in a world where Josh Brolin or Robert Redford or somebody had been playing Alexander Petrovsky where he was like this tall, Kennedy-looking man would i would i buy it more mm. yes undoubtedly and i think a lot of the issues i have with petrovsky is just i just simply do not fancy him i think he looks a little bit like a shih tzu um <laughs> i just with don't Nicola, see with it Nicola Sturgeon's hair. <laughs> yeah but um carrie is really into it idling around his apartment sweeping her sweeping her shawl around herself as she flounces yeah. over from the chaise long to the piano stool. <laughs> With her little her little glass of raspberries and cream. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, he keeps doing he keeps putting food in her mouth and kissing her Dylan. I wrote that down as well. I was like, why are they always eating and then kissing? I can't I no. No. <laughs> oh, just little fragments of little berry seeds. Oh, you know when like a raspberry seed gets stuck in your tea? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or like a strawberry seed. Um, and quite on purpose, he keeps feeding the food to her teeth. He's not feeding it into her mouth. He keeps putting it on her teeth. I can kind of see why they've done it, though, because it's all tied together. It's sort of like decadence. And like that's what they're going for, isn't it? There's kind of like Russian, old-timey Russian Anna Karenina opulent decadence thing. Um, Calm down, the Romanovs. We all know what happened to them. It doesn't end well. I don't think it ended well for Anna Karenina either, did it? I can't remember. Um, Probably not. Was she a Romanov? No, Anastasia was allegedly the Romanov who fled, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. But yeah, very that. All of that thin Mm. stuff. However, is it giving Carrie the ick? Now, we should probably specify that the phrase the ick has become so kind of unilateral in the years that have followed that gen z in particular refer to anything can give them the ick mm, um yeah they're talking about the ick all the time on love island this this week on love island somebody got the ick as well do you think it, um, it was it popularized by sex in the city or was it around 
Anyway. Oh, interesting. That may be. Maybe Sex in the City brought the ick into the mainstream. Could be. Um, I think the ick is hard to quantify, but I think you know when you're experiencing it. Yeah. Have you ever felt the ick? I definitely have. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think for me, the ick is a state of mind from within. <laughs> so it's a lot to do with if you're not in the mood, you're going to get the ick. You know, it doesn't really matter who who the person is. I think sometimes the ick can be a sign that you're on a different wavelength to a suitor. Like I, I've been on those dates with guys who are good looking and they're eloquent and charming, but there's just something that sets your teeth on edge a little bit. I know, I know exactly what you mean. And sometimes you can't, and that was the reason I was struggling to think of an example, because sometimes you can't think of like a specific thing, but you just... No, it never is a specific thing, because if it was, you wouldn't call it the ick. You'd say like... Whatever it was. Spiders came out of his eyes or whatever. You know, if it was something specific, you would say it. Um, So it's a non-specific aversion to a romantic partner. Yeah. Um, but I think in this case, it's almost not the ick because we can we can put our finger on what's wrong with it, which is he's being corny as fuck. <laughs> I, I'm, so I'm not sure actually, the, I'm not sure the phrase the ick truly applies to Petrovsky. I do enjoy it when Carrie's recounting all this at brunch to the ladies and she says, she like, as, as he was reading her the, the poetry, she lifted out of her body and looked down at herself and just went, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know if I've ever experienced that. There have been times, I remember once when I was in my 20s, I went out with a couple of very wealthy guys who sort of took me to restaurants and places that I could not have afforded out of my own income. And there were times where I felt more like Eliza Doolittle, <laughs> like kind of like I like Adore Delana, I don't belong here meme, kind of like <laughs> more than more than the ick. But no, I don't think I've ever been romanced to the point of astral projection. Oh, I just thought of one. I oh, go on. I was at a um the launch of a, a magazine launch party, very sex in the city, um, mm-hmm. for another another man magazine. And I met a prominent um older gay man there mm-hmm. who we both know who he is but i won't name him um, oh okay please name afterwards though um, i look forward to finding out who later but um, i got introduced to him by a mutual friend and he like mm-hmm. looked me really intensely in the face and he was like i won't forget your eyes in a hurry <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to pull them out of your head and serve them on a platter um <laughs> it was a very nice thing to say to someone <laughs> So yeah, so Carrie, Carrie, I love, love, loved the brunch scene where they are icking all over the place. Miranda in particular giving comedy gold with what's the French for the ick? Eek. <laughs> eek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we at that same brunch scene, Miranda mm-hmm. reveals that she's getting married. Yes. Um Shall we stick with Carrie or should we use this as a place to segue into Miranda? We could segue because this fits with the question as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So I we, we actually start this episode with Miranda and Steve um, because, like I said, there's a lot of ground to cover. I'm going to be generous and assume that this episode takes place over the space of several autumnal weeks. Mm, yeah. Because I think it has to, when we come to Samantha, presumably, you know, several weeks have had to have passed. Yeah, um, yeah, true. So Miranda and Steve back 
when none of us could have envisaged Chai Diaz. Um, Miranda and Steve, so in love, um, celebrating the realness, how real and gritty their romance is. And this is kind of the point. So the, the question that we're going to answer this week is, are we romance intolerant? Mm. And Miranda and Steve are definitely romance intolerant. Yes. I feel like Miranda more so than Steve. I can imagine Steve, like, being quite romantic or wanting to be romantic. Um, I do like them both just sitting drinking pints. I don't think I've ever seen a pint in Sex and the City until now. <laughs> Well, no, it's that because of weird EU rules. Who can, who can say? <laughs> but yeah, that they they're drinking their beers. They see an old couple bickering, and Miranda proposes to Steve, which I like because the idea that women should wait to be proposed to is ridiculous. Yeah, um, and it's very Miranda as well, being the her being the one to propose. Like, would you marry me? <laughs> and then Steve thinks she's kidding. It's really nice. And then in, in a matter of minutes, mere minutes, they find a community garden because Miranda, having been to a lot of her friends' weddings, two, two of Charlotte's alone, <laughs> um, she has decided that she doesn't want the big white wedding. She doesn't want anything flowery, anything lacy or marabou-y. Um, she screams at a shop assistant. In fact, she's a bit cunty to a shop assistant, yeah. if we're honest. Um, but she wants... She wants a wedding on her terms, which I think is every bride's prerogative. Yeah. Um, I love it at brunch when she says, I hate all that shit. And then Charlotte's like, well, that's your choice. Every bride has to find her own style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Charlotte definitely saying what she's meant to say. Yeah. But no, no, she really wants a big wedding. And then everybody cries. And even Samantha sheds a tear. Yeah. And Miranda says, I expected better from you, Samantha. <laughs> Yeah, um, which your, we get a nice throwback to at the end. Your wedding felt very like you were doing just exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah, very much. I, I think I took that too hard. Yeah. Um, you know, unlike Miranda, you know, I've been to a myriad of weddings and I've seen what works well and what doesn't, but I wasn't ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There were some elements of traditional weddings that I really liked, mm. you know, like I did want everybody to have a sit down meal mm. and we skipped speeches because I find them tedious and boring. I've literally never heard a good wedding speech ever. Not one. Even you out there listening to this who thinks that your dad gave a banger. No, no, everybody was bored shitless and just <laughs> wanted to get pissed. Um, bursting bubble. The worst. Juno Dawson cancelled again. The worst ones are always like when there's like a best man duo and they try and do like a bit and it's like never funny and then there's often not always to be fair but there's often um like a slightly homophobic joke or like mm. just something like some like off-color joke about women or something like and it's just a bit like please get this over with so i can have another glass of wine <laughs> oh actually that's not true one I've, I've won good speech where literally everybody in the room cried. And that was a good friend of mine. Um, I won't name names, but she was largely raised by her older half sister. Mm. And her brother-in-law gave her away in the absence of a dad. Mm. And um, he gave the most beautiful speech and we all cried. Uh. But other than that, they were all shit, including <laughs> a lot of my friends who listened to this and had speeches at their wedding. It's time. Chris will be listening thinking that his speech at his sister's wedding was was great. And it was very good, to be fair. <laughs> was it, um... <laughs> Because the thing is as well, the trend 
I would say certainly in the last 10 years, the trend has been to get the speeches over and done with before dinner yeah. so that everybody can then enjoy the dinner. So not only do you want to drink, you're also fucking starving. Yeah, because um, why you, this? You, the speech just goes on and on. You're like thanking fucking relatives in Canada. Fuck off. Just give me my chicken and sauce. And I don't even eat chicken. So. Yeah, because also by this point, it's usually been like a good, probably like four hours since the mm-hmm. since the wedding started, hasn't it? By the time it gets to that bit, like I'm um, yeah. So there was no, no speeches at the Juno Gallant wedding, um, and yeah, it was. I mean, we were somewhat hamstrung by the fact it was in the middle of a pandemic. But mm. no, I still, I still, it was exactly the way I wanted it to be. It, it was, it was exactly what I wanted. Now that's not going to be for everybody. It was perfect for Max and I. Yeah. Um, but I do think what Charlotte says is true, which is it truly, and I would say stick to this. It is your day as the bride and groom. You know, my parents were really fucked off that it was a vegetarian menu. And I was like, <laughs> really? My wedding. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad my dad literally asked if he could bring his own meat. And I was like, don't you dare. You That's know? so weird. But it, People get so weird about, um, I think it's partly a generational thing as well. But people get so weird about like, can you not go for one day without eating meat? Like, come on. Get, get and in the end, everybody confessed it was one of the best meals they've ever had. So it was, was great. Like, ah, ah. It was Thank really you, good. Thank you. It was. It was so yummy. Um, yeah, and I know. I do think I would. I would urge that if there is anybody in the wedding planning stages, there are going to be a lot of people with a lot of opinions. And if you start acquiescing, yeah, yeah. to friends and family, it's a really slippy slope. So I would mm. say dig your little heels in mm. because it's. It's my special day, as Jimba and if you, would say on RuPaul's Drag Race. And if you have family who are mm. getting married and are planning on butting in with your own opinions, uh, as Azealia Banks once said, open the fridge and have a good think. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like, I remember there was some, there was some, I mean, my sister doesn't listen to this. My sister was like, oh, you know, my nieces won't eat that food. And I was kind of like, bring a sandwich <laughs> just, I, I just could not care less you know um and but i mean that's i am notably a stubborn person but um i, th- I would say to any, any bride or group often oh, not horrible but let's keep that in because it keeps me real um <laughs> i would real say me. to any bride or groom um yeah just it's it's your day and Miranda does get her day and I thought their wedding is really beautiful actually yeah really nice i did i was skeptical about the availability of a wedding in like a community public garden I feel like although maybe New York's different but I feel like if it was in London you'd have to contend with like neighbours or the people who lived around it being like oh no we don't want a wedding in the and like the council being like oh you can't have a wedding in the community garden and like just all of these things but mm. if as you say this episode is over the space of like weeks they might have had yeah. time to sort it out Oh, they must have, you know, you can't. And I will say that that's another tip that I've learned, which is if you think you can put together an easy wedding, there is no such thing. (laughs) Um, As soon as as you tell anyone it's in any way related to a wedding, they stick like a thousand pounds on the asking price. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, and I've had friends who've tried to do kind of quick and easy weddings. Mm. And actually the more you try to cut corners, the more actually you're going to steer into a dead end, including one wedding where the groom had to rush to a Morrison's because they ran out of food, you know? So it's kind of like cutting corners is never the way. So I do think Miranda and Steve did put several weeks of planning and one assumes the community garden was already licensed mm. as a wedding venue. At least that's true in the UK, which is 
um, then you have to apply for a wedding license. Mm. So, um, um, so yeah, it was really sweet when um, how they found the garden. I thought, like when their bags like fell open, and Miranda mm-hmm. was, and Steve steps in chewing gum, and Miranda's like, "God, this is so us, so pathetic." Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that little scene. It was really cute. Makes it all the sadder that Che Diaz somewhere in the world is plotting. It's when Miranda's down. It's when Steve was like, "I don't want to lose you again," and I was like. Well, you're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, although, I mean, maybe in in the grand scheme of things, you know, what's right for Miranda in 2002 was not right for her in 2022. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of, it's, you know, back then she wanted that stability and unfortunately that stability ended in a dessert ritual, which a whole episode was given over to. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, the dessert ritual, lest we forget. Um, but yeah, for now, for then, and actually a 20-year marriage is pretty good going. So um, yeah, mm. um, a lot of crushed velvet at that wedding. Miranda in her russet, her russet crushed velvet, but she does look absolutely stunning. Her hair looks great, makeup stunning, yeah. little autumnal bouquet. I thought Magda um, looked lovely as well in in pink in her pink dress. Yeah. Everybody happy. Happy time. <laughs> happy time. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a lovely little wedding. There was some there was some anonymous redheaded people who I'm taking to assume are Miranda's family. The Weasleys have shown up at uh, Miranda's wedding. Do you think it's her bitch sister who was at her mum's funeral? Oh yeah, maybe or like cousins, yeah, but it was cousins yeah. or something. Miranda was really good when. Um, Carrie's telling her more about how Petrovsky's romance romance is making her a bit icky. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, but it's romantic. And and Miranda's like, that doesn't make it okay. Has he considered your feelings? So Miranda is against love bombing. Well, quite. And this kind of brings me to really the question which Carrie posits, which is, have we become romance intolerance? I think the... What we're really getting at is, does anybody like very stereotypical romantic gestures? Or is it a sign that your suitor doesn't really know you? Mm. And I think that, for me, is where I'm mindful of things like poems, flowers, chocolates, because they're quite generic. Yeah. And and I think, um, you know, I, I, I much prefer it when Max does things for me that he knows are going to make make me happy like I've talked about this before my little Saturday croissant when I when I wake up and a croissant and a coffee appears on a little tray in bed and I sit in bed and watch RuPaul's Drag Race while I eat my croissant and drink my coffee and that to me is better than any piece of jewellery that he would put before me well it's because it it shows like um it shows like thought that he's like Mm -hmm. and it shows that he knows the little things that you like he knows you and he's not just like mindlessly buying something like I got quite and I guess this is romantic like I got quite emotional a few weeks ago because I always struggle in January and have really Mm -hmm. bad like SAD and anxiety and all the rest of it and Chris just bought me a stress a really cute little stress squeezer in the shape of a penguin (laughs) and that's just really like that's just so sweet that Um, is cute yeah um, in the end, I squeezed it so much that it like broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's le- that's less good. Um, but yeah, but but do you know what I mean? Just like stuff that shows that you really know someone and care about them, 
rather than yeah, just and like, I wonder if I wonder if that's why Carrie's getting the ick because what is it about Carrie that says please play me an original composition on your grand piano <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe she is because I mean she does she does kind of fall for it you know and kind of but there is also the fact to consider like we don't re- we don't really know how she feels about him at the moment because last week she was like oh I'm taking a lover. And she was mm-hmm. very clear about the fact that it was kind of like just about sex, really. Um, yeah. So she, I think she's still kind of casual about him at the moment, isn't she? Although, yeah, she she did say she was not comfortable in Loverville. But um, yeah. I think the the Oscar de la Renta dress, mm. which is very beautiful. Mm. I don't know where she gets the little bolero jacket from, but that's a story for another time. Um. So Carrie sees when he's reading her poetry, she reads him a bit of Vogue. Yes, ridiculous. <laughs> it just fed her more. Um, Oscar de la Renta. Um, <laughs> Oscar de la Renta, black patent leather belt. <laughs> um, she, yeah, so he then, he, at least he listens to what she's saying and he contacts his friend Oscar. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he, he gets in touch with the press people at Oscar de la Renta and she whips the dress out of a box. It's very, it's again, it's giving very little off and Annie. <gasps> Do you know what I was, I wrote down that gives me the ick is like her excitement, that excitement about like a designer product. Do you know what it's a bit, can you remember when that gross old man gave Samantha jewelry? Oh, Ed. Like, oh, Ed. <laughs> it, it kind of gave me that. And also, of. also Jennifer Hudson with the gross bag. My very yeah. own Louis Vuitton. That ain't rented. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, um... Consumerism. So, yeah, so Carrie wears the Oscar de la Renta. It reminded me of a time when this horrible man, I, I had been on one date with him, and we were walking up St. James Street, and it was when there used to be a clone zone on St. James Street, oh, and yeah. they had a Pierre Gilles book in the window, and it was a big book, and it cost £80, which, again, at the time, I did not have £80 to be spending on books. And also, that is a lot and for a book. That is out. a lot of money. And so I went past and I went, oh, my God, I love Pierre Gilles. And then on the second date, he turned up and had bought me the Pierre Gilles book and it I felt bad because then I kind of felt obligated to keep dating him even though I didn't really fancy him and, and yeah. so again I, there's something quite coercive about gift buying that I don't really like I'm I'm quite torn with that because like it is quite I like the confidence of that like it's quite cool it's quite a cool thing to do but it's also like a little bit needy at the same time I can't mm. quite explain it like I've spent 80 pounds on you and it's only and we've only met twice like yeah yeah, it's a bit odd. He was eventually arrested for embezzlement. So oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I think at least we know where we got the 80 quid from. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so I'm not sure that it's that we've become romance intolerant. I think it's that women are asking for more than generic. Yeah, and 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 quite right. Yes, I think that is a good place to take a little break. Yeah. And when we come back, we will discuss... Um, food poisoning we'll do some detective work can cheese give you diarrhea let's find out after the break here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. We are dissecting the ick factor. Um, we, I think we, we've established that we're not romance intolerant. We just expect more of our lovers yeah. than thoughtless gestures um let's talk about um samantha and breast cancer which is one of the better elements of the back end of season six yeah finally a plot for kim cattrall everyone yeah it's taken us six years <laughs> the plot has arrived a serious is it her first ever serious plot no i think richard, richard Wright. Yeah, i think true. smith jared that's um, true but yeah, you're right. It took a while. It took a while. It's a plot as well that doesn't revolve around her sex life and actual mm. something for Kim Cattrall to wrap her teeth around. Mm. And um, it's really good. It starts off because of In Touch magazine. Um, she, as Smith's girlfriend, she has been spotted with her little tiny boobs. Um, Here are my boobs out to lunch. <laughs> yeah. Teeny tiny. <laughs> Teeny tiny. Um, Teeny tiny. Charlotte, when Charlotte says you're a confident, intelligent woman, why would you want to look like a bimbo? That's, uh, I mean, that's... Work Charlotte Marmon. Yeah. It's just very naughty, isn't it, that attitude? It is. And the thing is, there are some women, not naming names, but me, <laughs> who just have really big boobs. <laughs> like, like, people are always asking me, like, constantly asking if I've had my boobs done. <laughs> and I just haven't if i had i would have told you the truth because i love a bit of cosmetic surgery oh yeah but um but it's yeah looking like it's i love the song clowns by goldfrap but again it hasn't aged well <laughs> the words to the the song clowns by goldfrap only clowns would play with those balloons what do you want to look like barbie for um, Didn't Pink? Yeah. Oh yeah, that song "Stupid Girls" by Pink yeah. has aged really badly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just came on the other day when I was at my friend James's, and we were both like, "Ooh, um, yeah, yeah." Shaming people for plastic surgery is not the one. Um, Samantha has decided it might be time for bigger boobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and off she goes. She, so she does some research in a bar. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed which that is, scene a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
you can research this online, I, I <laughs> yeah. stress. At this point, the internet was widely available. But um, I do I do love the the sassy cocktail waitress um, yeah. whose um, breast augmentation has paid for itself in tips a lot. Yeah. Loved, Great. Loved her. Um, also loved uh, Samantha's look, the blazer with nothing underneath it. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool. Look. And it's it's very different as well. When a woman compliments your body, it's very different to when a man mm. compliments your body. And those men, the two biggest boobs of all, um, those men are being lechy and disgusting. Whereas Samantha compliments the bartender's breasts, yeah. you know, and that's very different, I think. Um, so off she goes to see the surgeon, and the surgeon um finds a lump. Now let's use this as a public service moment. Um, people with breasts, or in fact anybody, now could be a good time to do a breast examination. Mm. Why not? This is your sign from the universe. Mm. Um, let's all do one together. Um, I would suggest going to the website Copperfield, which is C-O-P-P-A-F-E-E-L, and that has really detailed instructions for how you can perform a self-breast examination. Um, have a, have a little feel. Um, there are lots of different signs that something could be awry, from discoloration to lumps to rashes. Um, I was really profoundly moved by Sarah Harding from Girls Loud's death. Mm. The fact that she ignored symptoms for a really long time because she knew something was wrong, but just was too scared to speak to a doctor about it, mm. is really frightening. Um, Sarah Sarah was a tiny bit younger than me, you know, and I'm, I'm just, it, it, I, I never, I met Sarah Harding one time, but it just really shook me. And so now I make, especially when I'm in the bath, I always take the time to sort of examine my breasts. Yeah. Um, and that's coming as somebody who got breasts relatively late in life as well. And, and it's still, boobs are weird. Sometimes <laughs> they're sore. If you're pregnant, if it's around period time, boobs can get tender. But it's about trying to sort of figure out what's normal for your boobs. Yeah. And kind of, you know, acting as fast as possible. And as well, I, I don't think any GP or nurse is going to, or pharmacist is going to kind of chastise you for being overly sensitive, mm. you know, and same thing with skin cancer, with funny moles as well. I've had a couple of moles checked out mm. and, you know, I've been sent away and told, I think that's fine. But, you know, I certainly wasn't made fun of for going and getting them checked. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, this this is your sign from the universe that today is the day to examine your boobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Charlotte, uh, sorry, Samantha... Um ends up telling, despite wanting to kind of keep it quiet, ends up telling all the ladies quite quickly. Um, I loved the scene in the cab with Carrie and Samantha. Mm-hmm. And Carrie, really good. This is the thing about Carrie. Yeah. Like, she's ridic- she can be ridiculous and selfish and narcissistic. But when it comes down to the stuff that really matters, she is there. She is, like, mm-hmm. she is a good friend. Um, she is. And Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall... Acting their pants off. Yeah. Do you know what? Were they in the car at the same time? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> do you know what? Um, do you know what got me with the tears? What? Um, it was at the. It was quite a cheap uh, narrative mm. thing. But it was when uh, Steve and Miranda were reciting their vows, and when they say in sickness mm. and in health, Carrie takes Samantha's hand, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. 
I cannot condone Samantha wearing what we assume to be a real skunk fur. Oh, no, yes. Don't wear animals. No. And I'm a bit worried because at the moment, a lot of fashion pieces are being like, oh, it's it's like mob wife winter. I suppose if it's from a vintage shop, it's all right, is it? You see, I don't but think it's because the problem is promoting when, it. when fur comes back into fashion, as it does cyclically, yeah. people start wearing vintage fur there a lot of people just will not shop vintage and just want to go online and buy things firsthand because of course in your size it's much easier to buy new than it is to shop around Mm. and so then the problem is people start making new Mm. you know and so i think and so if if there becomes a market for real fur even if it's vintage they will start manufacturing new products of Mm. course they will um and this comes after a lot of the big the big fashion houses have said they wouldn't use real fur anymore. Mm. So I just think if you have to, have to, have to wear fur, buy fake fur. You know, it's... I, I've got a big, fluffy, fake fur. Um, real fur, real fur, like, smells anyway. Like a real fur Yeah, thing. and I think, I think people are doing it to be edgelords as well. I, <laughs> I think... I think in this day and age, you know, people are like, oh, but real fur feels different. Who cares? Yeah, it feels like <laughs> death and misery. That's that, that that feeling under your fingers is the screams of a thousand little animals. Oh, my God. That's just what that feels like. Um, so, yeah, my God, I'm on fire. <laughs> Cancelled again. Um, um, let's talk about children on planes while, while I'm on a roll. Oh, my no, God. <laughs> let's, let's not. Um but yeah, so don't, don't wear skunk. Poor skunk. Poor maligned skunk. Because there have been, I was, um, I was thinking though, because there have been a few um, high-profile fashion shows, haven't there? I can't remember which mm-hmm. ones, but all over Instagram. Like, was it, is it Dior and Maison Margea? I'm really showing that I don't know much about fashion. Uh, Balenciaga. But yeah, there have been a few high-profile fashion shows recently, and I did notice the fur, and I also noticed that, and we know this, but it just reminded me. Um, the fashion industry seems to have just gotten away with like just sweeping the body positivity thing under the carpet. Like it was trendy mm-hmm. for a bit, for a few years. They put some like quote unquote plus size models on the catwalks, but now everyone's just back to being like size zero again. And it's a bit like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. What else? That's it. Fashion. That's, like, that's fashion. I think I'm, I'm just, yeah, my complicated relationship with fashion we've talked about before on this podcast, but mm. it is kind of a garbage industry, I think. Um, yeah, so it all it all culminates at Miranda's wedding reception. Yeah. We further signs that Anne Brady is perhaps in early stage dementia. Yeah, what did she... I admire you for not pretending. <laughs> when I went down the aisle, I wore white on the outside and had my little Jackie on the inside. I slipped once, God forgive me. <laughs> God, wow, yeah. Uh, and is it Anna Mira who plays... Um, Mrs. Brady, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it, it's there. And I, I love the last scene at the end where Miranda basically forces Samantha to tell her about the cancer because she just wants everything to be normal on her wedding day. Yeah, and I love um, that she knows immediately, as soon as she sits down, she's like, why are you yeah. being weird? She knows. Um, mm-hmm. And she says, you're my people, we'll talk about it now. Yeah. Um, which is lovely. Miranda, I expected more from you. <laughs> Let's finish this week on the mysterious case of the gastroenteritis. <laughs> now, do we think it was indeed the cheese cart 
that got Harry and Charlotte? Or was it in fact the foie gras? I think it's more likely to be the foie gras because... Right? I mean, cheese does that to you if you're lactose intolerant, but presumably they would have known already. Yeah, they wouldn't order a cheese cart if they were lactose intolerant. No. Yeah, so more likely to be the foie gras. But it was such a wild (laughs) swing. I kind of felt like I was watching Saltburn again when it went from, like them like vomiting all over the bathroom to carry fainting outside the the opera house i was like what is, <laughs> what is this <laughs> what's happening but I, I again it goes to show that true true romance doesn't look like a cheese cart it's that when you're there for each other when when somebody is holding your hair back when you're vomiting yeah when you are sharing a pooey bathroom <laughs> Yeah, I did quite like it. I could see what they were doing, what they were saying yeah. with that, and I did quite like that. Shall, shall, we, shall we end on Carrie passing out outside the Met? <laughs> yeah, well, I made a note of something Charlotte said first as well, mm-hmm. when they're talking about, <laughs> oh yes, when they're talking about trying to get Miranda a wedding present, and Charlotte's like, well, maybe we could just... <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> maybe we could just buy her a stapler and wrap it in brown paper and smear some dog poo on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that. I have literally said that. Well, let's just get them a stapler. <laughs> Um, but yes, Carrie fainting. I mean, it's a bit much. It's a bit rich. It's a bit rich for Carrie fucking Bradshaw to sell somebody to calm down when she is swooning, I, swooning outside an opera house. I filmed it and um, sent it to my friend James. Um, and he responded saying, that is the most disgusting part of any of her behaviour in the whole six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think she genuinely fainted i don't know like, i'm not quite sure as well what because <laughs> i think it was just supposed to be like a culmination of the ridiculous romance wasn't it like they were like let's have her faint and she doesn't look like she eats a lot she is a size zero isn't she yeah. she she's probably just very hungry she's living off two or three creamy raspberries a week <laughs> and so. one one french fry and um, then you get sucked out of her mouth often <laughs> <laughs> um, also the servers the McDonald's servers oh look. my god she's amazing yeah <laughs> just like looks like rolls her up like, oh, for like, fuck's what sake what is going yeah. on I think she's all of us in that moment <laughs> she's like thank you for deigning to come down to McDonald's and slum it <laughs> with real New Yorkers in your fucking tuxedo like making a joke Make- out of the fact that they're in McDonald's as well <laughs> absolutely can you handle it I can handle it. Oh, fuck off. You fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that woman, I, I hope she spat in their quarter pounder, frankly. What have we got next week? Catch 38. I think it's the one where Carrie has to decide whether or not she wants children. It's not a good one. Charlotte babysits Brady. Oh, uh, Samantha, Miranda and Steve go on their sort of honeymoon thing. That's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not. Again, there's there's a little run now, I'm afraid, up until we get to Splat, where things aren't especially groundbreaking. Yeah, but this um, one was all right, we'll, though. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be with you throughout. We, we're, we're with you through the rough and the smooth of Sex and the City. Um, so a few episodes left. Yeah, yeah. So a few left. Yeah. Um, okay, as ever, do get in touch with us. Tell us about your Bridezilla stories, because we just love to hear them. <laughs> um, and we will see you next week for more ridiculous nonsense. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Bye. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.